Hey y'all, this is Rory. Hey, this is Rakaya, and you are joining us for the second episode of Chasing, Chasing Dragons. Dragons. Um, so today we wanted to discuss a little bit about what's going on um, in the news regarding Young Thug and Gunna, and just give you guys our thoughts and feel free to leave your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, especially because this followed up right after the Met Gala. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot, everything that had happened, like coming towards something that was like celebratory and talking about like fashion because we were just talking about Gunna and like, yeah. how good he looked and then seeing everything in the news. Yeah, I think it's interesting just like how much things can change in such a short amount of time. I mean, like even when I think about myself, you know, like what's been going on with me in terms of like me graduating and like it being summertime and just like enter, just entering a new chapter of my life. And in comparison to how we were just literally talking about the Met and like where we were in society to now, like the intense time period that we're in and like now discussing like, hey, we were just commenting on Gunna's outfit and now we're commenting on his case and just like the climate, the political climate of all these no, definitely, especially because, like, we literally just graduated. Yeah. So, like, thinking yeah. about, like, how much time has passed from, like, hearing about him, like, Gunna and the like, thug and, like, all these other folks who've been, like, literally arrested and, like, all the time that has passed, like, them trying to get, like, freedom. But also with this, like, Rico. Yeah. That, I mean, I feel like, personally, I've learned so much about the legal system just from <laughs> Just this case. Right. So, okay. Currently, let's just for clarity, currently there's a 56 count um, Rico case against Young Thug and his YSL collective in Georgia. Yeah, the trial date is set for January 29th, 2023. So, all of the indicted folks um, are all of the people who are awaiting a diamond, as it seems. Is gonna be decided at this date. But honestly, like people have been trying to get their like posting cons, like getting some semblance of like freedom and not just being in jail, young thug, um, gunna included. But by this time, like they've all been denied like bonds. Yeah, I had seen that and like a lot of the Twitter discourse I've been seeing is really over the fact that like the social media posts and song lyrics are the basis of like the prosecution's case. And I've taken like one legal course in like my sophomore year of high school. Wow, that sounds so <laughs> that sounds so old, but like looking back at it, I remember in the course we were really talking about how the constitution and how it really correlates to just the legal system, I'm sure that's something we've all learned in social studies and how like the First Amendment right and us having freedom of speech and all of that. And it's really interesting to see how that transfers in this case and the lack thereof, the lack thereof of freedom of speech and just like the freedom of creative license. And in comparison to pop artists and rock artists, there's just like a completely different thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I think about all the songs that I've heard, like, white artists make, like, even, like, Robin Thicke, like, what was that song you made with Pharrell and, um, Blurred Lines? Yes, yes, like, yes. You know, like, he, I'm pretty sure he was literally accused of, like, like, sexual harassment. Really? Like that. Yes, but I don't see anybody using the lyrics of that song, you know, to prosecute him. Like, that's not the basis of any lawyer's, like 
Yeah, and to claim. just really give some more context on that. So reporter Joe Casacelli states that prosecution made an attempt to get Mr. Williams, and when we're speaking of Mr. Williams, think in the context of Young Thug. Young Thug is Mr. Williams. So <laughs> Mr. Williams' longtime judge, Brian Steele, um, sorry about that. Mr. Williams' longtime lawyer, Brian Steele, um, the prosecution wanted to get him removed from the case and also stated that we believe that Mr. Williams doesn't sing about random theoretical acts. He sings about acts that his gang participates in. So please keep in context that the word gang is something that she should not be using. But moving from that, he sings about acts that his gang participates in. Dozens of examples are mentioned in this indictment, some of which seems tenuous, including citing photos of the defendants wearing YSL jewelry. Like, when is it a crime to wear YSL chain? And it was also stated they mentioned songs like, um, Young Thug songs like Ew and Slime Shit are referenced, as well as Gunner Record of Fox 5. And let me just point out that it is clearly prejudicial on behalf of the prosecution to use Young Thug, who is a musical artist, lyrics against them. It is clear that rappers and hip-hop in general do not get the same range of creative license as the wider genres like pop and rock. Rock artists can holler and scream about Satan, murder, while high off mess, niggas praise, oh, how artistic, how creative, flowers, flowers, flowers. But a rapper talks about similar subjects and it's, oh, how violent, how monstrous, tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. And this is not just about the fact of throwing tomatoes. This is about the fact that these men have a 56 count indictment against them based on evidence that violates their constitutional rights. Not just as artists, but as citizens of this country. This is just another example of how being black in America is a very, very different experience than being white in America. No, absolutely. And like, I don't know, I just feel like especially this taking place in like the state of georgia like that cannot be ignored in, like, yeah situation. Like, yeah the fact that you know like all of these things are being run through a state that is literally known for like the vilification and of like black men and like yeah. charging like black men over like trumped up things and like addressing all these stuff like this like applying all of these extra crimes and like all of this negativity towards like black people because literally the um fulton county district attorney fanny willis she claimed in a may press conference that ysl isn't just a label named young stoner life but a criminal street gang and she said that they are responsible for over 50 murders in the atlanta area she said that like that accounted for 75 to 80 percent of all the violent crimes in the community and that to me actually sounds fake as hell like, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous like, where did you get those numbers from because girl what basically and, what she's trying to say is that if they lock these gang members gang in quotation marks you guys right. can't say me but let's be clear that i'm putting in quotation marks if she locks up the YSL gang in quotation marks, that that would get seventy-five to eighty percent of crime off the streets of their community. Like that doesn't make sense. Also, it feels to me like Georgia is also notorious for not like they have all this like big ass police budget for <laughs> like basically creating like a military and like yeah. giving them all these resources. Yeah. But like, I feel like they're going to be charging them with a lot of extra like cold cases. Like, I feel like a lot of shit that they didn't do is literally going to be put on them just to, like, make it better for...
for like Atlanta to like yeah like, like yeah we're p- exactly I get that people that they already want to see villainized like in society yeah yeah I think it's interesting too something that I was like discussing the other day is the fact that when you reach a certain level of like status in society um like it was even mentioned I was told today by my boyfriend that um young thug was like right before he got arrested he had um bought land and he was trying to create like his own town like his own community and just like this idea of like when you reach a certain level of status and success as a black person sometimes we kind of forget that our blackness is even a thing Mm -hmm. so like when now we like are able to do all these great things we're able to support our families we're able to you know like be free in society free in quotation marks that now like a state like Georgia or like prosecutions or like, you know what I'm saying? Just like when the powers that be now like come down on us, it's kind of like a wake up call in a sense of like, damn, like I thought that I was far removed from this community, but actually here I am like still tied to it, still look at on the surface for my blackness as what it is and how it's represented in America. No, absolutely. I mean, this is literally a state that like, I mean, like, the fact that she sat here and said, like, they're charging them with all these violent crimes. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, these menaces, really. Yeah. In society, painting them as boogeymen when, like, literally the police beat and murder, like, black people yeah. all the time in that yeah. state. Like, in 2020, like, Atlanta and, like, surrounding areas went up because of Black Lives Matter. And then also, like, right now, like, everything is Roe versus Wade. Like, yeah. they've literally got police out in the streets again, like, beating people. And Young Thug, like, being denied bail for being considered... Yeah, you had mentioned it earlier, yeah. Quote-unquote, like, a flight risk. Like, I was... That was like, what? Because what do y'all think he was gonna do? Like, you would definitely plan anything on him anyways. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really about just, like, trying to destroy a person's character and Mm -hmm. image, in a sense. And, like, we see this a lot of, like, us being demonized when... We are also being like oppressed and when our rights are being violated um especially when i could even go back to like trayvon martin and i'm not trying to compare the two because these are two different incidents but what i'm speaking of is like how thugs rights are being violated um val- uh, violated sorry about that violated and because he's a black man instead of us like looking at the fact that his rights are being violated we're just looking at the picture that they're trying to paint of him, similar to the Trayvon Martin case, where a big part of that case was them trying to villainize Trayvon Martin in the image of the jury and like painting this image like, you know, he was this troubled kid or just like he was outside with like this hoodie on, just like this idea of like constantly how black men are painted in the media, in movies, on social media, like just across like all platforms to us as these aggressive, um, monstrous, um, violent individuals that don't deserve rights. Like even in that scene that was going viral on like Twitter it was, um, of when he had to raise his hand to go to the bathroom. I seen people laughing at that. Like, is that funny? Like what's funny about that? The courtroom was laughing and the judge had to step in and tell people to stop laughing because people just found this so funny like oh in quotation marks oh look at big slime now having to ask the judge to use the bathroom like yeah i think that's funny that a grown black man in this country has to ask to go use the restroom like what is 
funny about that and it already shows the bias in this case the bias in the state that it's in and just like the bias that it comes with just being a black artist and black rapper especially so no absolutely and like talking about like with that bias like wanting to paint him as just like i don't know like this villain like this real bad guy like people don't even understand with like rico cases like yeah everybody involved quote unquote involved is supposed to be charged yeah what about the like music companies that were making all this money all yeah those like in his records like they're okay like they're able to just reap all this money like yeah. all the people who like if he was doing all this alleged criminal activity you're telling me none of the accountants you're telling me yeah. none of the executives stand like, up what do we say? stand like, up <laughs> specific like case like have, a rico case a rico exactly. case where yeah. every that's yeah. the, that's yeah. so everybody's getting booked yeah. yeah yeah like, yeah but but you guys but you guys yeah. are getting out of yeah. it so come on now yeah come on now good point like, the tea is hot the tea is hot definitely have to call on the music executives to stand up on the behalf of the artists that you work with right. that you're getting paid for you're, you're literally like your tag is based on the success of these artists you get what i'm saying and also the failures of these artists which is why you guys don't give a damn but like damn you understand what i'm saying because technically you guys wouldn't eat and your families wouldn't eat if it wasn't for these artists and for these talents so the least you can do is stand up for the fact that they can create art and that's the point that i really really want to capitalize on and talk about is because i don't want people to get misconstrued and say that we're saying oh prosecution you're so wrong for charging them whatever like who that's not what we're really focused on or what i'm the point that i'm trying to make is that the fact that their rights are being violated their right to create and to be free and express themselves in a form in which in a platform in which they are supposed to be free to express themselves they're now being used against them in a court of law which is not fair bottom line bottom line yeah like you know these music executives they're really able to just remove themselves from having to take any sort of accountability because you know those 50 those 56 charges 56 counts against all of these like really all of these young black men like conspiracy kidnapping racketeering yeah. like that is a lot that yeah. they are being charged with and so it's like if there is all of this information and data and being collected on these men, you know marks. this right <laughs> like what about the role of the music executives yeah. you know like yeah. why is that not being accounted for but once again it is a situation where when these black people were making you money they were it was profitable it was a quote-unquote mutually beneficial relationship not really but quote-unquote mutually beneficial but yeah. now that they are being charged with a crazy crazy amount of counts like there's no you know understanding of oh well these black men sat here and made me money so the least i could do is get them out the least i could do is you get know them bail. <laughs> get them bail you know yeah. the fact that they're being denied bonds yeah. like you're telling me that none of these music executives like gonna and young thug but especially young thug he i would say is one of the most influential people in music 
period of the last decade and so you're telling me that there is nobody who has a relationship with him that could put some pressure on you know these different like district attorney offices these different you know areas that they're being charged in because I'm, i'm pretty sure it's just like the um in Atlanta, in Georgia, that's the state they're being charged in, but there's there's nobody who can help them. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense yeah. to me. That actually sounds weird. Yeah. For and, and just it's interesting because what I have been seeing going around Twitter as well. Love the Twitter Discord. Not, but Twitter. whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I have been seeing a petition going around on support of behalf of like just free speech and creative license for Black artists. Um, hip-hop specifically and I just find it interesting because it's definitely being promoted by Young Thug and YSL's um, home label and these are pretty powerful people we're talking Mm -hmm. about and it's interesting that every time that there's a problem or something that's going on in the black community people are calling upon us to protest and for us to petition when it's all in policy making and it's all at a higher level than we can even grasp and that we are even responsible for so to now put that you know that responsibility and that burden back on the citizens like yeah guys sign this petition so we can free young thug or sign this petition so we can stop like systematic racism like it is it's a smack in the face and so ass backwards and it's intentional so I, I honestly want people to understand if you're not really grasping anything from our podcast episode just understand that there is pressure that you can put in specific places you can decide to not support these streaming platforms don't get me wrong mm-hmm. we love our streaming platforms we um you know shout out to anchor shout out to spotify who acquired anchor. Right. shout out to all of that um no ads but um, <laughs> there is pressure that you can put on this country we live in a capitalistic society meaning that when you want things to change when you want to bring about effective change yeah you can definitely rally you can definitely protest those things are helpful but it's also great to hit them where they hurt like where it hurts and a lot of times it's going to be in the pockets um of these policymakers who have seats on these corporation boards you get what i'm saying like really look into the communities in which you live look at the full picture look at the full board and who is responsible for making and creating change in those communities and how can you access them and not only can you ask how can you access them but how can you put pressure on them and let this not just apply to this conversation that we're talking about at hand but the overall political climate in this country right now a lot of the laws that are being pushed when we're making our you know, think pieces on social media. We're speaking about all these issues loudly. Let's make sure that our actions are being as loud as our voices. No, absolutely. I mean, there's so many people who just, they're, you have no power. And like all of these like white, like for me, I'm so much focused on like the white listeners, the non-black streamers, the supporters of YSL, you know, all the white boys who would be turning up young thug, the first ones to be, heard that new album drop like where where are y'all where are y'all you know you they should be the one like leading you're heading a lot of these campaigns especially because white people have more visibility they have more political and social power period and so exactly right in that so many black people have been have been kind of thrown into the limelight to sit here and and say something about young thugs say something about gunner you know like where are your thoughts (laughs) 
Right, you know, asking all of these really, a lot of times, just random black people about their <laughs> opinions on this subject. And to be honest, they might not even have one. Like, yeah. they really might not. But the thing is, like, you know, there are just so many, like, white people who have just benefited from their, like, obsession with blackness and black culture and, like, hip-hop culture, which is black. And they are not at all going to be, like, they're not really being incentivized right now to, like, you know, say, free thug. Like, where's Justin Bieber <laughs> at? Like, yeah. where's the Kardashians? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where's y'all Kim? have, where's Kim, where's Kim at? Where's Kim at? You know what I mean? Like, she was doing all the social justice reform, quote unquote, prison reform, quote unquote, when Trump was in office. I thought, I thought black people mattered to her, right? Did she say black lives matter or something like that? <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's just, it's sickening to me, especially because when I think about like the future of the in you know, the fact that these artists are being, like they're having their creativity and they're having their future stolen from them mm -hmm. by the system. Mm -hmm. And this does not happen to other white artists. People who killed people, you know, hit somebody with their car. Like this sitting here, um, like I think about, you know, going what, um, whatever attorney it was for Georgia talking about how YSL, is attributed to you know 80 percent of the crimes in the whole community that's crazy because there's like whole white families that have pushed like things like opioid crisis have pushed drug addiction in these areas and they're not they've never been charged they've yeah. never been taken a task you know people have not been you know up in a whole group of people put into jail based on some rico case you know yeah. like this never happens to people. So to me, it's just, it's so frustrating because it's like 56 counts and, and how many people are arrested? Almost 50, almost yeah. 50 people are being arrested, having their lives and their future stolen from them. It's yeah. sick. Yeah, and you know, just to be clear, like this is not a matter of whether um, the parties that we're speaking of are guilty or not guilty. This is a matter of like equality and inequality and systems that we have placed um, in this country for black people. So mm -hmm. when we're talking and we're calling upon like music executives to step up, when we're calling on like the powers that be to step up, we're calling from a, a standpoint of stand up for equality, stand up for what right. is right, stand up for what this country, you know, pretends that it is built upon. You get what I'm saying? It's like, at what point are we gonna decide that we're going to allow black bodies to have actual value and meaning in this country? Um, people of color to have actual value and meaning in this country. And even I know we were like just discussing um, briefly, just like the Roe v. Wade and just understanding how this impacts our communities and how like art, artists and creative license of black people impacts our communities, how it impacts the lives of people being able to support their families um, while the people that are benefiting off of these, these white music executives, these other mm -hmm. white people that are involved with these artists that surround themselves and reach off of black culture are still able to support these families. While these men that we're speaking of are currently arrested in awaiting trial um, or awaiting updates to trial. When is it? Like January of 2023. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, like from May to J like May 2022, to January 2023. That's almost eight months. 
Yeah. That is a long time to be away, especially yeah. when you are not able to get out on bond. That yeah. is a long time to be away. And yeah. it just, it is just so frustrating because it's also just a yet another reminder that yeah. it does not matter how much money, how much capital that you gain. At the end of the day, you are country and so you can you know have all this money have all this you know be invited to spaces that are very elite like the met gala and you still will not have the platforms and the power to protect yourself yeah yeah i mean and it's not even just about protection it's just like can you even say what you want to say can you speak about the things that you care about like right and yeah, unfortunately, the the country is not there yet in terms of progression when it comes to Black voices um, and the Black experience. But that's why we have platforms like Chasey Gaggins Podcast and Oh Dirty Fashion so we can right. shed light on these issues and talk about these problems from a very organic and authentic way. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode. And Rory, you want to give your IG handle? Oh, yes, please follow me <laughs> on Instagram at bigheart.bigbrain. Um, that dot is just a period, bigheart.bigbrain. But thank you, guys. Yeah, for sure. And you can follow me at Rakaya B. Um, it's pretty hard to spell, so <laughs> it's Rakaya, R-I-C-K-Y-A-H-B at, what is this, Instagram? Yeah. I hate doing like social shout outs, but whatever. Um, <laughs> connect with the podcast on Oh Dirty Fashion on Instagram and odirtyfashion.com. See you guys the last Monday of July. Thank you. Thank you.